Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the art of wrestling with professional wrestler Colt Cabana. How you doing? Come on in, sit down, relax. You're about to listen to the art of wrestling, a professional wrestling podcast, a life podcast, a personal journal, an entryway into the minds, the souls, the hearts, and the lives of the people involved in the world of professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Colt Cabana. I am a podcaster. I'm a person with many podcasts. I'm an entertainer. I'm a TV star. Well, I'm a YouTube star. Most importantly, though, I am a professional wrestler. And I am coming to you live from my studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Before I go any further, this is a fan-supported and listener-supported podcast supported by people just like you. I give it to you free of charge on Thursdays. It just so happens we're going to do them three Thursdays in a row, but you never know which Thursdays these are coming out. That's why you got to stay subscribed. The best way that you can support, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Tell a friend, tweet it out. Word of mouth is great. Patreon slash Cold Cabana. Go listen to these ad-free. Let me send you a gift every month. Let me send you a swear word every month. The best way that you can support ColtMerch.com, DigitalColt.com. T-shirts, buttons, pictures, posters, DVDs, whatever I got. What do I have? I'm looking over at my gimmick table in my apartment right now. I got headbands. I got micro brawlers. Who knows how long I'm going to have those for? Little plush Colts. I got a bunch of goodies. Head on over ColtMerch.com digitalcult.com before we get to the guest today i want to promote two other podcast projects i'm producing my new weekly podcast has been almost going for a year strong it's called wrestling anonymous you as a wrestling fan call up or leave a voice memo and you share your weird story about anything wrestling i edit and produce and play a fun short weekly podcast so easy to listen to the other is a binge drop that I just dropped. The Pro Wrestling Fringe series I did a couple of years ago are now free on its own podcast feed. And in order to promote it, I did a brand new episode with Colin Hunter of Kayfabe News about the time an 11-year-old Harry Smith, son of the British Bulldog, wrestled with three other teenagers in front of 10,000 wrestling fans on a WWF show. Both podcasts are free. Just search for Wrestling Anonymous and Pro Wrestling Fringe wherever you listen to your podcasts. All shows, including this one, of course, is always ad-free over on my Patreon.com slash Colt Cabana. All right, today's guest, Alex Reynolds. We're starting back up. The last time I did these sit-down podcasts, we were stuck in Jacksonville for over a year and a half. Some of them included Scorpio Sky and Tony Schiavone, Matt Hardy, but it's been a while, and I thought... Hey, I'm going on the road. We have time. 
I might as well grab some more of my friends, help promote them, help promote AEW, the promotion that I'm wrestling with and working for. And why not? Why not? Got this new Rode microphone. Love talking into it. Love podcasting. Here I am with Alex. Alex has a great story. Alex has been around for a long time. Alex has always been looking for his break. Even when him and John Silver thought they got their break, they still weren't at ease and still worried and still needing and trying to get that break. And the best part is, is he's solidified himself in AEW with with the Dark Order, but there's still another level and another chapter, and it's going to be even more fun when Alex breaks through even bigger. And you can go back and listen to this episode. They live forever. They're evergreen. That's what's fun about the art of wrestling. Go look at the past list. It's crazy. Eddie Kingston, when he was about to quit for the millionth time on my podcast 10 years ago, now a global phenomenon and so many more. That's just one. It's going to be a really fun chat with Alex. I'm so happy to start back some of these talks. And I thought Alex was a great choice to go first. As for me, man, back in the day, usually I would just tell you my crazy schedule, how I've been on the road, how I've been traveling all over the world. But that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. The pandemic and COVID has kind of slowed all that down. My independent schedule has kind of slowed down a little bit because I'm still scared a little bit about COVID. And I'm not trying to make any kind of political stance. I'm just a, a classic Jewish nervous Nelly. That's just me. So my tails on the road have slimmed down a little bit. But as I say that, I literally just got back from being in Australia for a long time. If you noticed, I was gone from a lot of the BTEs and AEW and AEW Dark and Elevation. Well, I was working on something in Australia. We're going to have a live podcast coming on this podcast feed from something I did in Australia. But what an exciting time in my life. And I can't wait to share it with you. The thing I'm looking to share with you right now is my talk with Alex Reynolds from a hotel room on the road with AEW. I don't really remember what town we did it in, but they all seem to blur together once again. We'll take a quick break and come back with myself and Alex Reynolds. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You brought your coffee. 
I'm all set. You're ready to go. Your spray tan is, I don't know if I'd say impeccable. I take a lot of pride. It's but actually it's become it's actually become obsessive. Do you take pride in that? Yeah. <laughs> Especially like when you think of the circumstances I do it under. Yeah. Um, 32 degree weather outside. You do it outside. Yeah. 4, yeah. 4 a.m. in the morning. This is what I've been doing recently. Yeah. No yeah. one wants to hear this, but they're going to hear it. Yeah. So... I'm not always on the show, but I'm like, I got to have a base spray tan. You got to have something. So before my flight, I will go outside. And it's, by the way, the two spray tan, the cold weather is perfect because it's automatic blow dryer. Yes. Yeah. But it's also makes it even worse because you're just spraying liquid onto yourself, mm, which and, makes it, it's just even colder. And in Chicago, point. it, the Windy City. Right. It oh, wins it away. Oh I, my God. I, so I have to angle myself depending on what. Yeah. <laughs> And depending on what the uh, the wind is, that people means. don't know the struggles we go through to make sure there's a good spray tan. But yours, I was gonna say, yours is even. I guess it's good. I think it's. I think it's okay. Okay. I think it's okay. I f- I feel it looks good for TV, but in real life, it's oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like walking around an airport, yeah, especially like my face. Sometimes I don't get like I'll do mm-hmm. this That's what today. I'm noticing. I felt, today That's I what felt I'm a little noticing. too much. Uh, I went a little too aggressive on it, and I'm like, uh, I'm gonna have to walk through the airports like this. Like it's, it's just a very strange. Look. But you're a TV ready wrestler yes. now. Yeah. You've joined the TV world. Yes. Uh, I guess before we flop into uh, the back end part of all of it, as you walked up here, I was like, oh, which I talked to Alex about, but I did want to know like, what are the stuff that you bitch about now? That you can't believe you bitch about. <laughs> oh, easily, easily status on a flight. Okay. Easily. Uh, so I fly Delta now, like all the time, platinum member. Like I'd say 10 out of 10 times, I'm at least getting like Delta comfort, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but for the Thanksgiving shows to Chicago, I had to fly Southwest because I wanted to get home early. So that was uh, on your call. Yes. Okay. Um, and it was the worst experience of my mm-hmm. life. The fact that there's no assigned seating, mm-hmm. like it's just a lawless airline. Have you flown a, a Spirit or a whatever yes. they are? Yeah. What's the other bad one? Uh, Frontier. Frontier. Yeah. Thankfully, I've never flown one of those. Yeah. But I was texting my wife the whole time. Like, I think I was just like, uh, there's no first class on here, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is. People and, love, I know, first of all, people hate airline talk, but people love a Southwest. And I don't get it. I, it's it's too uh, chaotic for me. Mm-hmm. Like standing in line, not knowing where you're sitting. And I've heard your spiel on chaotic wrestling. Yeah, which is way too <laughs> chaotic. Even, yeah, <laughs> there's there's no not enough time for that. Did you wrestle for chaotic never, wrestling? No, never, never. <laughs> never. I, I, I assumed you would be a chaotic boy. I always wanted to when I first started. Uh, chaotic was like one of the bigger. They were like northeast ones, yes. and that was always like uh, a Boston territory. Yeah. It was always like a goal of mine to do that, and it just never, never worked out. Yeah, I guess the same would be the equivalent for me would be, and then I guess this is mean because they're both, the ones, Chaotic and the one I'm about to say are both still running, I believe, but like ECWA for me was like a goal, obviously, and then it gets to the point where uh, Ring of Honor becomes the the WWE of uh, the independence or whatever, and like takes over, and like then... It's not that cool anymore. Yeah. So ECWA was, that was another cool one. Uh, I got to do a Super 8. You did do the yeah. Super 8. In oh. 2010. 
And you were in a 2010 Super 8. Yeah, so it was the last one Jim Kettner ever did. Oh, wow. And Who was I, in that Super 8? Uh, it was me, Eugene, Tommaso Ciampa. Hold on. Hold on a second. Yep. Hold on a second. Should I have saved that one for the last? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should have. You know your storytelling. The Super 8. See, that's. I, I was wondering. I was like, God, does anyone even know what the Super 8 was? When I was starting in wrestling, was like, before Ring of Honor was the independent of all indi- yeah. the, the the mega independent show. The top eight wrestlers, Jim Kettner would get them from all across the country. Yeah. And you would like you would get recommended. I don't know even like what the equivalent of that would be. It's like I don't know, it's like a like a movie almost, right? Like, yeah. like this guy, like a, an Italian movie we recommend Chris Daniels would would fly all over the world and recommend he's yeah. doing the same job right now that yeah. he's doing that. And, and it was the top independent unsigned wrestlers. And then in two thousand ten uh, it was Alex Reynolds and Eugene. Yes. <laughs> uh, Tommaso was in it. Uh, Xavier Woods won it that year. Mm. Um, and then I can't remember. I think like Chase Del Monte, a couple of like Northeast mm-hmm. guys. Uh, I thought it was going to be like my a platform, my like breakout debutante ball into like top independent companies mm. like i thought like all right i'm like i'm gonna do the super eight then pff, pwg ring of honor like no problem yeah uh that didn't happen uh it was so i had watched a couple super eights leading up to it and like it was awesome like video packages there was none of that <laughs> they went to play the national anthem they started playing my theme music instead <laughs> We're all standing in the ring, which it, which weirdly is the national yeah, anthem. Yeah, so. it, it was a lucky break. <laughs> uh, they realized it after twenty seconds, cut it, and then started playing it again. Your my thing. my music again, Great. and then cut it, and then finally play. I was like, this is. I was out in the first round. Mm. It was it was mm. just a. Did you feel the buzz beforehand, like going to the show? Because right, like going to the show. Up until it, you're saying to yourself, "This is my big break." Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and there was still like some, some good coverage on it. Okay, you know, so like at that point in my career, I'd say that was like one of like the bigger, cooler things I did mm-hmm. until I actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, Xavier Woods. Won. Yeah, yeah, it was the. That was the thing. So that was my chaotic. And also chaotic, I wanted to wrestle. Did you ever wrestle for a Boston company then? or No, really just beyond. Mm-hmm. Beyond wrestling is close enough. Yeah. Was, uh, Maybe a couple more that I'm forgetting. but No, but like the people in that era are like, that's not Boston area. Yeah. yeah. But if you don't live in that area, you're like, yeah, it's whatever. They're all, it's, it's New England. <laughs> it's New England. Right. It's all the same. Well, you're a member of a Dark Order. You're sure my am. friend. It's been exciting. And that's it. Uh, we're done. Yeah. So thanks, talking. thanks for having <laughs> for you. Um, I guess the, the best stuff we talk about, like, is the, the equivalent of this. And I guess all of us have that is is our is our WWE experiences. Oh boy. Right, like arena wrestling. Yeah. Have you have you been weirded out by arena wrestling or weirded out how? I don't know. As independent wrestlers, we just wrestled in front of two hundred people if we were lucky for so long. Yeah, it's it's still a hard concept to grasp, but like you walk into like an empty arena and you're like, this is this is where I'm wrestling. Yeah, you know. Um, what about like in, while it's happening? Do you change your style or anything? Not so much. Yeah, I find I don't like, really change my style. Either. Yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, you know, we were kind of taught that way. Like when when I was training, like we were taught like 
you know, be more like exaggerated so people in the top of the arena can <laughs> at the like, top of the VFW yeah, <laughs> can see that. But then you realize oh, I'm wrestling in a community center. Like there's no yeah. top of an arena. There's no bleachers. Nothing. Yeah. Um, what was the biggest? Sh- or did you have another thought? No, no, no. What was the biggest show non WWE? That you did before wrestling for AEW? Uh, I'd say House of Hardcore okay. at the Mid Hudson Civic Center. Oh. That was like. I was there, I think. Yeah. That was like one of the coolest buildings, especially when you like. They played a video package showing all like the cool moments that happened there, yeah. uh, like Miss Elizabeth's debut and uh, stuff like that. So, and it was like the first time I had like a real match in any type of arena. And I think there was about 2000 people in there, Who'd but at the wrestle? time it was huge. Uh, it was me and Tony nice. Great. With Mikey Whipwreck as the special guest referee A match. You've done hundreds of times, <laughs> hundreds of times. <laughs> uh, I know this is on you, but I, when I did that show, it was, a, it, it was pretty mind blowing to me because I had realized I was about to wrestle in the place. And I didn't realize it until someone had told me the first time I ever watched wrestling. Was really? where and- that was the building that Andre the Giant got his hair cut, and yes. that's my vivid memory of as a child of being like, "What's this?" Oh wow! So, and I didn't even know until I got there. So it was a, it was a very cool memory yeah, for me. That's also. awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, Long Island boy. Yes, I've learned there's deeper into Long Island and closer to the city. Yeah, there's it. It goes from like Manhattan, which is like the city of all cities, yes. right? And then the further out east you travel, it's like. Queens and then like the suburbs and then when you start hitting the end of Long Island it's like a farm like there's just farms and wineries everywhere uh, so you get like you kind of run the gambit of like all types of civilizations like mm-hmm. you know city rural you know suburbs uh, it's a very cool place because it, it just there's a lot of stuff to do there whatever you're into you know if you want to go to the beach if you want to go to a winery if you want to go into the city like it's all kind of and Mick Foley is everywhere right yes he's at all places he's constantly just roaming around yeah just walking around sweatpants to flannel you know that match with uh, Anoki and the Great Antonio no the Great Antonio where Anoki beats the shit out of him no Really? Yeah. Great. Ant- well, they said that Great Antonio was just like a guy who wandered around all of Montreal, <laughs> like, and he was a wrestler. So I assume that was. He just shows up to buildings. Get Bill, Bill Burr watched this match. Really? You have to have seen this. It's on YouTube. I don't know. I'm gonna have okay. to watch it. Now. Please watch. Yeah. It. Okay. Um, so, what part of Long Island were you? Uh, so I grew up in Plainview, uh, which is like kind of smack dab in the middle of Long Island. And is that Max's? Is Max? Yeah. Take, is he taken? He has. Do I now know what Plainview is because of yeah. him? Yes, That's you do. Gross. Uh, he actually lives maybe like five minutes from where my parents live. Really? Yeah. Uh, still living at his parents' house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who? So who were the people? So I say I say McFoley, but in Chicago, growing up, nobody, nobody's around. Are there wrestlers around? Not really. Okay. Not that I. Yeah. No. It was really like McFoley came to my high school. You know, well, as like Foley didn't come to my high school. Yeah. Okay. He was like a judge for like our talent show. Yeah. And I like pleaded with the people in charge to like have a talent. Like no, like <laughs> let me show him around. Like, ah. You know, this yeah. I just wanted to talk to him. Yeah, of and course. Hang out with him, meet him. Did it happen? It did. That's a great. Story. It did. It was great. I got. That's to, a great uh, story for wrestling anonymous. Yeah. Please call it. Up. I will. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I got to interview him. Told him I wanted to be a wrestler. Some shitty football player from the Jets was there and like laughed at me and 
Mick Foley was just like, uh, you know, just go to college. Like, yeah. but if you really want to do it, do it. Have you conversed since then? No, you haven't brought this up to him. No, I think the first time I met him, once I had started wrestling, was like you weren't good right enough. before like my first match yeah. or something, and I was just like way too nervous. Like I can't. Have you not seen him on the scene? I, yeah, I haven't really? really seen him. He was is so on he does the scene. so much. Yeah, I never, I I've never crossed paths. Oh, yeah. is that something? Have you had that conversation in your mind about the conversation you yes, would have with him? Yeah. And how does it go? <laughs> uh, it goes a lot smoother and less awkward than it probably would in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, cause, I mean, you've had experiences like this now. Yeah. And some of them you remember. Yeah. And some you don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like this, you know, I think it would just be a kid from Long Island. You see McFoley, you read his book, like this is you, you know, like I feel like he had that connection with, I mean, people all over the world but like it it hit closer to home mm-hmm. and it kind of put in my head like okay maybe i can do this you know like maybe this is something so like yeah as a kid to get a chance to talk to him like as the biggest wrestling fan like that's all i could ever ask were there other obsessives at your high school um you know there was the key, like my group of friends that like i backyard wrestled with yeah but that was probably it uh, people just, people just were fans you just dropped that just name dropped being a backyard wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we all did. <laughs> okay. People were fans. Yeah. Uh, like casual fans. Yeah. But like. Were you the number one in your school? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think all of us in wrestling. Yeah. Right? At least like, at this era, right? You kind of have, like, my friends that I backyard, like, they loved wrestling, I guess, as much as I did. But, like, I guess they just never thought about actually doing it and like once i had started i would always like tell them like oh you should like do it. and then be like oh yeah maybe but i guess i was the only one and you crazy were, enough to do it you were hyper focused on it yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah it was all i ever thought about wanted to do so what were the steps over on the patreon the shows are ad free but here i'm gonna take a quick little break and play some ads we'll be right back with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, so 
When did it become real? It was probably right around the time I was picking colleges to go to. I kind of based my colleges around wrestling schools that I would want to go to. And what year was this? Uh, 2000. I graduated in 2005, so this was probably like 2004. Okay. Um, so in high school, you weren't like wondering on the internet? I was. I what? was. I was looking up wrestling yeah. schools all the time. I was watching those like UPW DVDs <laughs> with like John Cena and Christopher Daniels. and. But you didn't say to yourself, I, I'm going to try to do this while in high school? No, I... I I can't go back into my thought process as yeah. to why I didn't, especially like seeing like Johnny and Trent who started when they were like 14, 15. Yeah. Like that just never was like a thought to me. I didn't think you were allowed to. Yeah. yeah. I guess that might've been it too. <laughs> I thought like, okay, you'd have to be at least 18. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's my senior year. Like I'll just finish this out. And then once college starts, like I'll just go. Okay. Um, so I ended up staying home from school, but NYWC, you know, I knew there was a wrestling school on Long Island and Mikey Whipwreck was a trainer. So you went to college within driving distance of your home, you mean? Yes. Okay. Because of wrestling? Uh, because they offered me the most scholarship money. Ah. So that decision was kind of out of my hands and more into my parents' hands. Um, but I was like, okay, like if that's the case, I'm just going to go to this wrestling school and, you know. And that's that. Like what, it was twenty minutes away from me. What was the scholarship? Was it smart yeah. or needed money? It was or? like no, it was uh, an academic scholarship. Ooh. It was only like five grand mm. out of a twenty-five thousand okay. dollar. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> disgusting. What did you go to school for? Uh, so I went to school for. I first went for teaching. I was going to be a history teacher, and then I decided I didn't want to be in school for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I decided to go for public relations, but just wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, okay, there's communications, there's public speaking all kind of under the umbrella of public relations. Let me go to that. Cause that'll help me with wrestling. Yeah. That was always kind of my mindset. Do you ever talk to your other friends who weren't obsessed with wrestling, who didn't know what they wanted to do in college? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we, you and I are both very similar in that whatever we'll just get college done with because yes. all we want to do is wrestle. Yeah. But I don't know if there's others. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I can't get my head into that yeah. thought process of like, Oh, I guess I'll go to school for this or that. Like, well, you're not obsessed with like, you're not obsessed with this. Right. Like I was obsessed with wrestling. Like I knew even like, okay, if I have to sit through school, let me at least find something that'll help me down the road with wrestling. Yeah. But I mean, it took me about 10 years to graduate. So is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You did say that. Didn't yeah. You? So I went for four years uh, and then I was like th three classes short of graduating and just decided not to go anymore. And in 2020, I graduated. Wild. Yeah. That's the right time to do it. I guess. Well, this was before, before the pandemic. Yeah, so I started in, oh, I went you back in yourself? like 2018. Oh, it would have been so easy to do it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that would yeah. have been the time to my do last, it. So when I had to write my thesis, it was supposed to be like a full presentation in front of faculty, but that all got canceled. Mm. And they knew going back to school as an adult was such a different experience. I'd imagine. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, to the point where I also like got mad at the kids that weren't paying attention mm -hmm. during class and then had to like put myself in check <laughs> and realize like I was one of those kids. Mm -hmm. Um but I appreciated it more also because I was paying for it mm -hmm. myself. So that was a big thing. Um, 
but the teachers also knew when I would have to travel and like if I wasn't going to be in class, like <laughs> I was just straight up with them, like, yeah. "Hey, this is what I do." Like, I'm an adult and I I'm, actually I'm do this job. Thirty-two years old, <laughs> like, yeah. I have a full-time job and I'm traveling for wrestling. Like, this is what it is. As you're going to class, you start wrestling school. Yes, with NYWC. Yeah, good class. Yeah, uh, it was. I signed up right when. Uh, Cardona and Brian left. Okay. So like their last show there before they went to developmental was my first show as a student. And I mean, just like any wrestling school, there's lore, right? And so you look back and it's just like, you know, they're like this one guy once wrestled uh, Viscera on TV. He's a legend. Oh my God. There were so many guys. (laughs) Like I see, I'm like, how is this guy not on Monday Night Raw yeah. every week. Like, this is insane. He's so good. And he acts like he should be on yeah. Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and then you right? realize, like, oh, he really wasn't He really wasn't mm-hmm. that good. Like, so, so Ryder and Hawkins, were they, like, as you stepped up, were they, like, legends? Or they, like, you... Or as you stepped into the school, I guess. Yeah, like, I only met them maybe... I, I met Brian once, like, at that last show. And then I met Matt, like, a couple times. But you knew that they were already signed, and there was like there was that lore, like oh my god, these guys are mm-hmm. going to developmental for WWE, like these guys are stars, you know. And there was something about them, and there still is, you mm-hmm. know, that that draws you to them. And uh, at that time too, uh, they weren't signing everybody. No, uh, I mean it was it was just a different time. There was like fourteen people a year, maybe. Yeah, maybe you know. Could you believe that somebody like like those two? like had the hookups or were you like, what were the questions going through your head? I, I, I think about it a lot. Like Adam Pierce was a guy for me, even though now looking back when I started and I was 19, he was 20, Yeah, but he had already done a WCW tryout. And so he, he just seemed a lot older. Yeah. yeah. And, but I'm also like, like what makes a person a WCW tryout guy or offered a developmental job or whatever. And me, you know, like who's just starting. I don't know anything about wrestling. There's just so many questions of like, what is that line? How do you get those hookups? Like, how do those hookups come? Yeah. This is so I knew like this is when Dreamer was in charge of developmental and Mikey had a relationship with Dreamer and Matt and Brian did one of those like tryout camps like in the arenas before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when I saw that they were like it had gotten announced that they were signed maybe in like February, and that's when I was like, okay, I have to go to the school. Like, there's a credible trainer, mm. you know. I was a big Mikey Whipwreck fan growing up. Two guys just got signed from you know for WWE. So like Mondo, Mike Mondo was already in. He was maybe on TV for the Spirit Squad, and then Stryker just started doing stuff. So I'm like, this place like is a credible place. Like this is where I want to go mm-hmm. because in my mind, I was going to be in WWE in, I don't know, six months. You were. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so wild. In my mind, I would never make do anything. Yeah. I just wanted to be like people played softball. I just wanted to like be able to pl- do an independent show. Yeah. yeah. It was, I, I, I don't know why I was so <laughs> delusional because <laughs> I, you know, I don't, to think of myself as a delusional person, at least not anymore, but apparently at 19 years old, mm-hmm. I was going to be a huge star. And you had it mapped months. out like, I have to tell my, my parents and I have to tell the yeah. teachers that I'm not yeah. going to be able to make like, classes. This is it. I've got to move to, you know, 
Georgia or Louisville or okay. like, and that's it. This is going to be my life. And then I started wrestling and realized, oh, wow, this is not that easy. Well, did you take, did you do, so uh, as you were, tra- so, so Mikey was your trainer. Yeah. And he was there every like yeah. day? Yeah. We, me and John were the last ones like fully trained by Mikey. Because, yeah, eventually he did leave. And then, yeah. well, he's, so that was after like Red and those guys? Yeah. Because he had a different school, right? Yeah, that was, uh, man, maybe like Eastern, more East Long Island, uh, QWA. Okay, I right. Say. Yeah. Um, so that was like Red, Quiet Storm, SAT, like mm-hmm. that whole group. And then I guess that just shut down and NYWC was around and then Mikey hopped on board with them. Okay. Um, so he's there. That must be unreal. Yeah. A guy, very, a, very a guy on TV. I would have... From the nicest guy ever. Yeah. And, but still, like that aura of them. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I would have panic attacks. Really? Before training. I'd be at the light before I'd make the turn and I'd just like white knuckle the, the steering wheel because I just didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to like like get in trouble. Yeah. You know, I didn't like, I wanted him to like obviously like me and think I'm good. Um, so I wanted to just make sure. And like Mikey would have a short temper sometimes, mm. you know? And later on when I started training kids, like I get it. Like when you correct one person and then six more people make the same mistake it, mm-hmm. it gets annoying after a while. Did you secretly want to take a picture with him? Yes. As the ECW. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I did years later. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think, I, I think, yeah, you're just not allowed to, but everyone Especially wants at that to. time, I right. feel like. Uh, even now, I feel like in a perfect world, I would just, <clears throat> everyone should just line up so I could just take a picture with every wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> and we, everyone just like rotates and we all just get our pictures. With I, everybody. I honestly, and I was kind of bummed. I don't think he was there last <laughs> week was, uh, Tully Blanchard, I wanted to take a picture with him in the Greensboro Coliseum. Mm. Uh, asking him for a picture, and like, I get along great with Tully. We're we're golfing buddies, mm-hmm. but uh, drop, I'm like terrified. I'm one. like terrified to ask him to take a picture. And the nicest man, he, yeah, he's I'd say top three, one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Oh wow, uh, man of God too. So yeah. He'll do anything for uh, you. But like, I I just can't get the nerve up to mm-hmm. ask him for a picture. I get it. Yeah, I get it. That's the great thing about this podcast, by the way. Is I have these selfies with four hundred. There we go uh, of the <laughs> of my friends slash wrestlers. Uh, okay, so did you go? You you started training. Did you get the mentality of I have to do every single independent show, or were you a company that was stuck in like we only wrestle for NYWC, and then when we're ready to send you to the to to be a WWE superstar? Yeah. We so will. this kind of comes into like my naiveness about wrestling and life. I guess you know. Matt and Brian had left. Mondo was on TV. Stryker was on TV. Trent got signed a year later. Um, it was literally like, they would tell us like, why would you guys want to wrestle in front of 50 people in New Jersey mm-hmm. when WWE's like, has their eye on us. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, that made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I wanted to go. I would just do this, wrestle once a month, you know, go to training and, and that's it. And that was unfortunately for a couple of years, mm-hmm. I'd say like maybe three years, uh, I would do like maybe one off things here and there, but it wasn't until I did the super eight in 2010. I did an FCW tryout in 20, like that maybe like weeks apart over on the Patreon. The shows are ad free, but here I'm going to take a quick little break and play some ads. 
We'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nothing worked out. Wait, so that you got an FCW tryout from that uh, I had your to Super pay, that I had to pay $1,000 for. <laughs> from your Super 8 appearance. You said nothing come of it. I remember... I started thinking about, okay, I have to shift my focus and maybe start doing some independence more. I had just watched Brian Kendrick and Paul London's shoot interview, mm-hmm. and they were talking about like how they would do all of these shows. We did a seminar with you, mm-hmm. and you talked about how when you started, you were getting on every show you can, and like all these things started to get in my head like, okay, we need to start. So when we did that se- seminar, because that was after, you know, I have my time frame pre and post WWE basically yeah. in my head, which was post, so that would be 2009-ish probably. Yeah. And you had been doing it. And I remember you were good. And, I, you know, I, uh, Hawkins always talked you up that, you know, like, and a lot of the guys did there too, that, you know, I think you and John were kind of the golden boys there yeah. at NYWC at the time. But you were just once a month and maybe another show if the guys, if they let you at the yeah, school. Yeah. Okay. If it was through someone like, another guy on the show that like was trying to help us out. Right. Or vouched for yeah. it or whatever. Okay. But it wasn't anything of, of worth. Okay. You know, um, but all these things kind of just happened and I, you know, it was always like kind of me, John and niece, mm-hmm. like the three of us would kind of all kind of have the same mindset. We knew we all like wanted to make this a career. So we all were like, all right, like let's kind of just start going. But all of you before that was like, why, how come we're all not super famous? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. We're just three dumb kids. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, what helped was that we became very good fundamentally mm-hmm. from our training, from training with very good people that whole time. Um, you know, me and John did a Chikara tryout. And I remember Quack pulling us aside afterwards because we were the only ones that could do tackle, drop down, leapfrog, hip toss. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, that's what impresses you? <laughs> Literally, we were like, this is going to be a grueling, grueling tryout. Like, they're really going to push us. That was the one spot we did. We were the only, me and John were the only two to get through it. And I remember Quack pulling us aside and being like, it's like, how come I've never heard of you guys? Mm-hmm. And we kind of told him the story. Like, we're, you know, we're just trying to get out there now, you know? So like Chikara came up and then we started doing stuff with uh, Evolve and Dragon Gate USA and little by little, like it was good because we were unknown, but when people first saw us, it's like, oh, these guys are, these guys know what they're doing. It's not like we were a year in and kind of just fumbling through stuff and making bad impressions. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like that head and shoulders. It's like, you never get a first chance, uh, never second chance to make a first impression. Yeah. But you're, yeah, usually it's, you know, the, the. The quote is, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success, right? right? So it's, you you just show up, but you have all this seasoning done. Yeah. Which is nice, but also it does take years of just being on the results to people be like finally recognizing your name. Like that's such a part of it. Yeah. Right. And and I, I don't like to look back, but like I do wish like I had that mindset early on. And then I would tell people like, newer guys starting like, Hey, 
don't listen to whatever anyone tells you. Like work wherever you can. Yeah. Like get as much as many repetitions as you can. Did you do the? Uh, I can't say the term anymore. Did you do the overweight camp with me? Yes. Okay. I yes. did. Those what? were some of the funnest shows yes. ever. What's the? Is there a new term for that? Maybe it would just be an overweight know. camp. I don't. I mean, it's probably not even an overweight camp, but I think it's like maybe like a health and wellness. Health and well, yeah, camp. yeah. I mean, so those are the kind of uh, experience you had. A lot of did you have a yeah. lot of those like random shows? Once yeah, you were able to, yeah, we would do camp shows like maybe four or five every summer, mm-hmm. um, and those were great. And they were very easy and super fun. Like the kids were just so happy to see you. But it was just chance a chance for us to try stuff and. So, so, but, but what, I mean, you're, you're trying to get the Chikaras, you're trying to get the Evolves, yeah. but are you doing like literally everything you can then also? Yeah. 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 So like we were doing, you know, the ring of honor tryouts we were doing, you know, when Chikara had a tryout and but I all, mean the shitty shows. Oh yeah. We didn't do, <laughs> I'm sure we did, you know, um, like I remember one year on St. Patrick's day, John and I did a match like all the way out East Long Island. And there was like, maybe 10 people there you know mm-hmm. and they were it was like couches like random like it was a weird the weirdest thing the best. Uh, <laughs> and they like all these people were spread out and you can just hear the conversations they're mm-hmm. having and you're just like all right this is <laughs> this isn't good what was your first plane f- flight uh wrestling revolution project okay that's uh, so that was something i wanted to talk about yeah. i wasn't sure if that was it too. yeah that was uh that was another one this is gonna be my big break <laughs> did you uh, yeah well I mean, you were in the right place. Like that, I guess there should be a documentary on that 20, 10 years from now. Maybe. Oh, absolutely. It's been 10 years already. If you think about the roster, yeah, uh, how that project also single handedly killed Kickstarter for pro wrestling, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's, it's a crazy story. Yeah. You know, like it was, a, it was a great experience. I loved it. I met so many cool people. It was just a who's who in yeah. front of nobody, and no offense, but the lower tier, right? Like, the it would be like you and Pat Buck. It was, I'd say uh, Mike Rollins. Yeah, who is uh, still great? Who is great? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, right? Nobody on there was not great. Timothy Thatcher. Tim Thatcher. Yeah, he was on there, but he wasn't. You know, he was just a NorCal guy that no one ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was only like a handful of us that didn't have any like. But crazy, it's, but I think it says a lot for everybody who was there. Is that right? Maybe the name hadn't been made yet, but people were putting a stamp on the you, the Pats, the Thatcher, yeah. you know, the the Rollins. That these guys will be something. You should have yes. them in your thing. Yeah, and that was the first time you got a flight. First time. Yeah, most <laughs> yeah. money I ever made wrestling from wrestling at that point. Uh, and I want to say for the next seven years following, maybe once a month, my parents would be like, "So when?" When's the footage coming out? Like when we get to see uh, it? And it's like uh, it's it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It'll never see the light of day. You gotta, I mean, it's out now, but right. You gotta. You got in those things. You just gotta sit in them. You know, I've no. I, it's something I've known. It's like I, I I didn't take that week for granted. Like I knew how awesome it was, and I and I made sure to like sit in it. How like yeah. weird and bizarre. You know, I've had a, been able, fortunate to have a lot of weird, bizarre moments, or I guess like little tours or whatever yeah. it is in wrestling. And uh, yeah, after a while, I realized that wasn't. But that was your first time. So. Yeah, it was. It was the first one. I was just, you know, looking through little kid eyes. Any other promises that? Uh, and I can think of one. So I'll give one. If you can't think of one, I'll tell you one. I mean, I remember being like told, like, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm gonna bring you to Australia in a couple months." Like, 
it's all set. We'll just get you a flight. Never happened. And then, like, after a while, you just start building up that callus. Yep. And, like, people tell you stuff, and you're just like, all right, whatever, man. Like, cool. You know? And by that callus, you mean Don callus? Don callus, yep. yeah. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. Uh, the one I was going to think about is is that you guys in New York seem to do a lot of TV stuff. Yes. So, so I, I don't know. Like, New Jack, like, a lot of Comedy Central stuff at the time. Oh my God! Right. I know where you're going with this. I, I mean, I don't know if I have to, like New Jack was on something with The Daily Show, and I feel that you filmed something maybe with like uh, Drunk Wrestling, maybe or something. I don't was that, that you was, or uh, Brian? Or, I think it was Brian. There's yeah, always yeah, something yeah. going through all of those was schools. The, I don't know if you had stuff like that. No, Weird. just that one thing. What did you have? Oh, I don't know. Were you, were you there? You think I'm baiting you, but I have no clue what you're talking about. I feel like we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Me, niece, Pat Buck. We all filmed this thing in maybe Brooklyn. It was for like a comedy show. Was it the Gethard thing? Maybe. I could have swore. And I was had, there? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but we were just like waiters at this dinner party in our gear and like just walking around this dinner party. Oh, yes. But you were involved in it. Yes. There was a poster of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My friend Pat, who I made, became friends with. Uh, yeah. He had a, it was, it was greenlit for Fox. Oh, wow. It was supposed to be, a, or, you know, at least it was like Fox paid for it and was like, show me what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And that was right after I got fired by WWE. So I was very excited. Like, I was like, oh, wow. who needs WWE? I got I'm, Fox. <laughs> I, got, I got Fox money. <laughs> yeah. It's just been so, it's such a long journey for you, right? Yeah. Like, this is, now that you're here, do you look back and be like, yeah, it wasn't that long or, <laughs> no, <laughs> or uh, it was the right time or whatever it might it be? De- it definitely was the right time. It did feel that long, uh, and especially like 2016, 2017, 2018. Like looking back now, I can tell my head wasn't in the right place. I feel like I was still like taking wrestling very seriously and like you know trying to do as many shows as I can. But I feel like there's just something wasn't connecting. Over on the Patreon, the shows are ad free, but here I'm gonna take a quick little break and play some ads. We'll be right back all like the people we had started with or and met on the indies like they were all getting signed you know so i would do like extra work and it's just like kind of depressing because you see all your friends and they're all you know either on the main roster or in nxt and mm-hmm. you're just a, a schmuck a paramedic for the <laughs> night you know like it was just, it was just getting kind of sad and again i didn't have that mind maybe like deep down i knew that but looking back now, I can tell that's where my head was. But I remember the start of 2019, maybe like New Year's Day. I was like, you know what? I'm going to change my mindset. Like something, something's going to happen this year. And I remember telling John this. I was like, I'm like, we just have to keep going because I just have a good feeling something's going to happen. And this was at a time when like. You were doing PWGs, but then you weren't doing PWGs, right? right? So which yeah, could, we did which could PWG be hard, for I like four months, and we were like, "Oh, we're we're set. We're like, we got all this buzz. It was great." And then after like three or four shows, we were done. Mm. You know, and then they did like the Battle of Los Angeles, where all like the European guys came and killed it, and the Bucks were away at New Japan, so they just pretty much stopped doing tag matches there completely Mm. for a good while. Um, So that kind of fizzled. So it was like, we got this cool taste Mm -hmm. and then it was, you know, it was back down to 
what we were just doing right. before. It's, it's such a hard place mentally. It, it's it's very very tough on you because you PWG, know you're good enough. PWG was a dream of ours for years. For every indie wrestler, yeah. I assume. And I was on the first show ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was such a cool thing. And yeah, it was one of those like, oh, we made events at DDT four, and then we weren't brought back. Yeah. And it was, we have the talent, we have the skills. We're not, okay. So we're not this indie buzz thing that maybe that thing wants, whatever. Um, yeah, it's got, that's gotta be rough. And there were all those along the way, like, Oh, we're doing ring of honor TV. Cool. We have a great match. People are pushing for us. They have an idea for us. We film vignettes. Oh man, this is, we're set. Like this is going to be good. And no one answers our emails. You guys film vignettes for Ring of Honor TV? Yeah. HDTV or uh, No, this was maybe 2016. Okay. We didn't film it for TV, but we just filmed. They had like an idea for us. Do you want to say or not? Uh, yeah, it was like uh, Precious Metals. That was going to be our name. God, I kind of remember that. Why do I? Yeah, I do remember that. Um, so we just took that film, Silly Vignettes, sent it to them. They're like, this is great make a few edits here and there. Cool. Did it, sent it back with no silver and emerald or something or what would it uh, be? Johnny I, silver? We were trying to think of something for gold for me. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I do remember we that. were going to get to that later, I guess. <laughs> um, you could have been Goldman if you wanted. Yeah, I could. It's, yeah. it was it's for you to take. Up for grabs. Yes. <laughs> uh, so tell, tell me, I mean, just list them off. Uh, do you think over 50 WWE, extra appearances yeah yeah because there were times where i would do like SummerSlam weekends yeah so it was like saturday nxt sunday SummerSlam, and then raw smackdown and by that tuesday smackdown you're you just went insane <laughs> like four days of just doing nothing being ignored by everybody um well i was gonna say give me the list of did you wrestle big show once in a handicap uh, i wrestled Kane in a dark match. Okay. Got to cut a promo too. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. About how I had lost all my money. It was that Mohegan Sun. Uh, <laughs> I lost all my money. What goes behind it? They're just like, we need you to get some heat for Kane? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but it was the first time I ever had to like remember a promo. Yeah. And that was stressing me out. Um, Who comes up to you and tells you this? Just some. Oh, writer. not an agent. Like Steve. Uh, so, so Dean. Dean Blanco came up to all the extras and he's like, Hey, we need somebody. And instantly my hand nice. just went up Yeah, and he's like, okay. And he's like, you're going to wrestle Kane. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> and then he saw me in my gear and classic Dean. He's like, Oh, that's, that's what you're going to wear tonight. So <laughs> now would, it doesn't, he would have appreciated that Don Callis yeah. joke. I had. <laughs> <laughs> now it doesn't sting as much. Yeah. Um, after knowing him. God, that makes um, sense. Yeah. I'm sure that was, Oh, but like, that I like, what a cool experience. I'm mm. gonna wrestle Kane, and then they're like, "Hey, we're, you're gonna cut this promo." And I was like, "Oh shit!" But it was it was such a cool experience, mm -hmm. uh, and a nice little bonus on top of it. There you go. Um, security. I didn't really do much. Oh. Maybe security. Yeah. Uh, VSK would, was always a doctor, <laughs> to the point where I'm pretty sure he could get a job as a full time doctor. Right. Um, so I think they call that central casting. Uh, yeah, you know that they, they just yes. wanted the continuity. Oh, yeah. we're in New York. Oh, they have to have that doctor there. <laughs> But yeah, it was just a lot of sitting in the stands, eating, catering, mm. doing nothing. Uh, and then Tuesday, they'd be like, all right, we're going to do matches today. Oh, great. Yeah, this is awesome. We're going to do something today. You'd get in your gear at 2 p.m. And then it's like 3 p.m. No one's coming out. 4 p.m. 5 p.m. They're like, guys, they had to rewrite the show. There's right. no matches today. And then you just go home defeated. It, it had gotten to the point where 
Brian would ask me if I wanted to do extra work and I would just say no. Really? Yeah. I would just be like, did you have a real job that you couldn't take off? I could, I could have taken off, but it had gotten to the point where I was like, I know what this is going to be. Like, I don't want give it to another student. Like give it to someone else. The only one I did say yes to was Madison Square Garden. Sure. Did you wrestle Madison Square Garden? Yes. Nice. Uh, Me and John wrestled Heavy Machinery. Hey. Yeah, which was awesome. In a real match or? Uh, It was a squash. Okay, but still did it. It was great. Yeah, I wrestled uh, at the Rosemont Horizon. What a cool, it was very like kind of chaotic. You're going over everything, but like lights were dark. We're in the ring and John's like, we're in Madison Square Garden right now. Mm -hmm. And then like I looked, I was like, oh, I sat there for WrestleMania 20. I sat there for Survivor Series. Like, it was a cool. I'm glad. Like he kind of reminded me to, hey, take this moment mm-hmm. in. Uh, 2019, you change your mentality. Yes. They, there's a new upstart wrestling promotion yes. called AEW. And I mean, I guess I kind of know the story. Uh, over on the Patreon, the shows are ad free. But here, I'm going to take a quick little break and play some ads. We'll be right back. There just wasn't that many people on the roster. Yeah. Right. And yeah, these are your friends. I mean, that's why if I could tell that to anybody and you can, you can explain it, but that's why you do every single show is to meet every single right. wrestler. Cause you never know. And you be nice to every single wrestler yeah. because, and this isn't a political movement. It's just, it's life. Uh, you know, whatever. And then you have good matches with people like the young bucks and whoever, and then they start a wrestling promotion. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. Yes. <laughs> uh, but that, and that's exactly what happened. You know, yeah. we had wrestled, the Bucks twice and just in like a small independent show in Brooklyn and never met them before, but we were nice. We put together a match fairly quickly. You know, we hit it off with them. It was a good match. We didn't like have wild ideas. Like we had fun. They trusted us in the ring. Um, And then after that match, they pretty much got us into PWG they told Super Dragon, like, hey, these guys are good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had just kind of stayed in touch with them throughout the years. You know, they were the ones pushing for us at Ring of Honor uh, to do something. And then when the rumblings of AEW started, we just sent him a message like, hey, don't know if <laughs> any of this stuff is true, but like, you know, we'd love to work with you guys again and oh really yeah like, <laughs> um and just like a very nice message like not like being dicks or like mm-hmm. asking hey we want jobs you know um just keep us on your mind yeah, yeah, yeah just keep us on your mind exactly and matt responded and he's like yeah like you know don't worry we love you guys like we're like okay and then we would just maybe reach out to him like a couple times maybe two or three times total and then we had done that madden square garden match with heavy machinery. So that was a Tuesday. That Thursday, QT reached out to us, asked us if we wanted to do Dynamite in Philly. Which was just um, a, ma- just a regular tag match, right? Yeah. they. Did, I guess he might have told us that it was going to be a match. But you did a match, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we wrestled Santana and Ortiz. And we were like, oh, man, this is going to be great. You know, I, I think we already knew what we were going to, we were going to wrestle them. So we're like, Oh, we've had great matches with them. This is going to be awesome. We get to the building, you know, third ever dynamite. We're there, see the board and says Santana and Ortiz versus local talent. Ah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh man, here we go. Again. LT. Uh, 90 seconds. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. there we go. But we were like, all right, like 
And people were kind of like apologizing like, because we knew a bunch of people here. And they were like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is all we had. I was like, dude, I don't care. Like, this is this is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we didn't like cry about it. Would we have liked more time? Of course. Mm-hmm. But this is all that we got and it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And then it was just like Matt, when we were saying goodbye, was like, uh, maybe you guys will just be like the local guys that get beat up every week. <laughs> it's like, maybe we'll bring you in next week. We're like, yeah. all right cool whatever and then that didn't happen and then we were brought in the week after to west virginia and i remember bryce being like the referee yeah he was like uh i'm just gonna get you guys flights no one's gonna say anything (laughs) (laughs) i was like we're like whoa this is weird each time we would come matt would kind of just drop like little bits like oh maybe we'll do something with you guys in dark order i don't know like okay whatever and then we got to one place. I forgot where, but it was like, oh, you have a vignette for Dynamite. And I'm like, what? Like, no contract, no nothing. Like, we're just going to give you a minute and a half on television. You're going to be in this hotel room watching a TV and a Dark Order ad comes on. I'm like, okay. okay. Like, you know, and it's nerve wracking. Like, we don't know what we're doing here. We don't know what they want. We walk in. Dustin Rhodes is there. It's like, oh, shit. Like. Where am I? Yeah. This is just very straight. It happened so fast. Yeah. And then one day, Matt's just like, yeah, we're probably going to need you the next week and the next. We're probably just going to need you from now on. Love it. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. And the rest is history. And that was that. When did you take off the masks? I was there for it. I think I was in the mask. Do you remember? I don't even know if I remember it exactly. So this was uh, 2020. We still had the masks when we wrestled Cody and Cardona. So this was maybe like early fall of 2020. They told us not like we were, we were already doing BT for a yeah, while. I, think I, I was in the back and you just killed it in a match. And Tony was just like, let's get those masks off you or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. I wasn't even there that week. It was John. Oh, John, okay. I think John wrestled like QT or something. Okay. And he's like, yeah, no, no, no more masks. And like just it, out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, you were getting over with BT and yeah. everything. And uh, yeah, great. Uh, you got any Brody stories that you want to tell before we, uh, I don't know. I put you on the spot, but he was the best. He man. was, you know, <laughs> a lot of guys were kind of dreading coming back to Jacksonville, which is where we're doing this interview. Yeah. I was very excited to, cause all of like my Brody memories are here. Yeah. That's, uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So like, yeah, we were here for so long in front of no fans, blah, blah, blah. But like, this is always special because of Brody, that dark order room filming BT, like just yeah. some of the most, fun i've ever had yeah, um, fuck. as he right as he passes we were like basically every we were able to like every week with there's so many like so many let's say the wwe wrestlers who spent so much time you know like yeah we were just given every week with him for, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that was you know i rewatched those old like brody bits on bt yeah. and it was just <laughs> so good like my head i, I would walk out of filming that stuff with headaches and my abs are just sore from dying laughing. Um, it's really a lesson on like, and I remember that of just like, this is how you get over. You just, a, you can't give a fuck. B, you have to be yourself. Yeah. C, you can't give a fuck. Yeah. And I, it'll happen. You know, we were, <laughs> we weren't miserable, but we were just like upset. We weren't even like, you know, we were coming here. We were just background guys. We weren't even doing dark matches. Like we were just, like nothing mm-hmm. they just brought five and ten and we're like we're done mm-hmm. like they're replacing us and then oh i thought you were saying like oh they're with us now no, no. now we're <laughs> <laughs> but like i was like who are these guys like why like yeah we thought we were getting 
replaced yeah. and we were going to get fired. And then I kind of came up with this silly idea where me and John try to recruit people, even though we've never won a match, just talk <laughs> about how great the Dark Order is. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, the Bucks were like, hey, you guys aren't doing anything. Why don't you just do something on BTE? Yeah. And, and I remember then, like Matt and Nick going like, we're going to get him over, put him on BTE. Yeah. <laughs> but like Brody didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do any of it. It was, he was the star. He didn't have to do silly comedy bits if he didn't want to. And that would have been totally fine. But he did. And he went a hundred percent into him <laughs> and just, it was the best stuff I've ever done. Like it was just so much fun. He was so great professionally and like personally, like, you know, I was, we had never negotiated contracts. So I would talk to him about that. We had never, I had never bought a house, you know, my wife and I were starting a family. Like, so he was like the person I would always go to talk to for like real life stuff. Real dad. Yeah. Cause wow. like, I didn't, I, I didn't feel comfortable enough to anyone else really. Mm -hmm. Uh, like your own father. <laughs> it's different. My dad didn't have to balance wrestling and, know. you know, so yeah, that, that's kind of like my relationship with him and what also what I miss most about him, especially now having a son, like, you know, I wish I was able to just pick his brain about stuff. Sure. Of course. Well, he's always missed forever. Yeah. Anything else I'm missing? No. Yeah. That's, that's the talk. Yeah. There this we is go. It. We did it. This is a, a bucket list for me. Alex was so un unimpressed of my setup when he came in. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought there was more that went into it. I don't know. It's just these wires, this mic, and your life story. There we go. <laughs> uh, thanks for being on. I appreciate it, bud. No, thank you. Alex Reynolds is on Twitter and Instagram at YT Alex Reynolds. You can also buy a shirt of him and Johnny Hungy at ProWrestlingTees.com slash The Beaver Boys. One small little break, and I'll come back with some plugs and upcoming events. Welcome back. Please download wherever you get your podcasts, Wrestling Anonymous, and the whole collection of Pro Wrestling Fringe. All the past archives of The Art of Wrestling and Wrestling Anonymous are ad-free at patreon.com slash coldcabana. You could also get two monthly Wrestling Anonymous bonus shows over on the Patreon. Grab some merch at coltmerch.com and digitalcult.com. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash coldcabana. Twitch is free, but subscribers get great benefits. That's me playing video games and interacting with the chat. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. It's all at Colt Cabana. ColtWrestling at gmail.com is my very public email. That's where you can hit me up for shows, conventions, or any business or non-business stuff. Or send me something fun to my P.O. Box, which you can find at the bottom of my website, ColtCabana.com. Upcoming, AEW is on the road constantly. Head on over to AllEliteWrestling.com to check out dates. I'm also doing select independent wrestling shows. Only thing on the books right now, Sunday, March 20th, St. Louis, Missouri, gloryprowrestling.com, coltcommanda.com for all shows. Remember when that list was three and a half minutes long? Isn't that crazy? Intro music is by the ukulele teacher on YouTube. Outro music is by Superfun Yeah Yeah Rocket Ship. Podcast cover art and design by Jimmy Lee. And photo is by James Musselwhite. Thank you to our sponsors, OneHourTees.com. They help run ProWrestlingTees.com. That's where you can buy all of my shirts and video messages called Shoots. Right over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cold Cabana. 
Thank you for listening. Once again, we got two more consecutive weeks of new shows. We'll see you next week. This has been the Art of Wrestling for Colt Cabana. I'm Colt Cabana. Thanks.